everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with Gigi Hornberger. Hey, Emma. Gigi. Glad to be here. I am so glad you're here. You wrote today's Devo, and you were also my first boss at Watermark when I came through the Institute. Yes, and you did a phenomenal job on our team. <laughs> well, thank we you. Loved having you. You saw me when I was fresh. You were fresh, but you were wise beyond your years, even back then. Well, thank you. I I think you're very wise, and I would love for the listeners to just hear a little bit about you, how you came to Watermark, what you're up to these days. All right. I My family came to Watermark Uh, It's been 18 years now. So we came 18 years ago, and I've been involved in the women's Bible study here for the last eight years. And so my family is, I'm married to Willie, and we have three kids, Jake, Allie, and Claire. And we have recently added uh, tremendous People, yes, Whitney and James, and so we have a lot of fun together. You have so much fun, mm-hmm. and Gigi, I'm just so grateful for your investment in my life and all the women you get to lead in women's Bible study. And so, one, thank you. Um, but I would love—I know we've got a lot of content today. Philippians four, what you got for us? Oh, just I learn something new every time I open it. So as I focused on writing the Devo, I kind of went a different direction, which was learning and practicing um, peace and contentment. And then just recently, as I have looked over it again, I was really um, focusing on that peace, the peace that can be ours when we fix our gaze on Jesus. And that peace and contentment idea, it's repeated all through the chapter. And you look at verses 6 and 7 and 9 and 11 and 12, Paul really is teaching us how to live that peaceful and contented life. Which is so important. So important. Anxiety levels these days are through the roof. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, it's a huge struggle. There's a lot of distractions in this world, a lot of worries that steal our peace and cause us anxiety, whether it's our kids or our challenges in marriage or the heartbreaks of singleness hopelessness and infertility or health issues or a lot of reasons for grief in this world. So the question is, how do we learn to fix our gaze on Jesus and find that peace? And so as we look at this chapter, yeah, um, I, I noticed four different things. Um, in verse 4, that we rejoice always. And he says, again, I say rejoice. And so rejoicing, thinking about what we have to be grateful for, fixing our gaze on the gifts that God has given us each and every day, that brings us into a peaceful and more content position. And then the second thing is in verse 6, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. So that's prayer. Praying to God. Let your requests be made known to God. That's spending time with Him, developing that relationship with Him, listening. What does that look like for you? Listening to Him and talking to Him. And so that is time sitting before Him and just 
almost thinking about it like a friendship, hmm. deepening that friendship, spending time, and not just talking like a big vending machine in the sky, but actually listening through the study of his word and what he has to say about things. I know that I have the tendency to worry first hmm. about Me issues too. in my life, like, or manipulating how I'm going to fix this or that, um, or even going to my friends or community group and talking about prayer. Before talking to God. Yes. I do that. Like, I'm guilty of that. How will you pray for me f- about this? But then I have to ask myself, am I actually letting my request be known to God? I'm certainly letting those requests be known to everybody else, but I've got to spend the time fixing my gaze on Him and not the problem, not the worry, but taking the time to talk to God about the circumstances and then listening to what His Word says about it, that one-on-one conversation with God, um, spending time with Him. So taking a request to God. And then the third one is verses 8 through 12 talks about whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely. Think on these things. Think about the things of God. Fix our gaze and have a zeal for the things of God. And then he goes on to say, as you practice these things, the God of peace will be with you. And so Paul's talking about as he practiced He learned, and and just thinking about the focus is focusing on God and His things is is really a a learned skill, and that's what brings peace and contentment, Um, whether it's in the hard times or the good good times. He promises us we're going to have hard times, but He also promises His peace through those times, and so we have a choice. What do we focus on? We're not a slave to where our thoughts naturally go. We can control them and focus on the things of God. So having a zeal for the things of God was number three. And then number four in verse 13 that I am reminded of is what Paul tells us that as he fixed his gaze on Jesus— and depended on the strength that Christ offers, not on his own strength to solve the problem. He tells us he learned that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him, and we can do that too as we depend on Christ and surrender to him and expect that he will do what he promises to do. He will give us the strength to get through and have the peace and the good times and the hard times. And so we, you know, as as I was thinking about these four things, I thought, okay, so what? And how do we remember to do this? And then I noticed that I could actually spell gaze with these numbers one through four. So number one, gratitude, rejoicing always. Number two, ask. Let your request be made known to God. And number three is zeal. Having a zeal for whatever is true and honorable and pure, the things of God, having a zeal for that. And then number four is fixing our gaze on Jesus is 
being reminded that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and expecting that, that to be show true. Up. Yeah, expect him to do what he promises that he's going to do. And I think a lot of the times our anxiety about what might happen or that we won't be able to handle that, I think a lot of times what gives us anxiety is anticipating what might happen. Hmm. And so the what ifs, the what ifs, exactly. And so if we trust that Christ promises to strengthen us and that we can do all things like it says there, then we can go back to verse 19 and be reminded that God will supply every need of ours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's right. And you had a story to go with this too, didn't you? I did. It just reminded me of when Willie and I were first teaching our kids to ride a bike and um, thinking through the fact that in Philippians 4, we think about, you know, just the peace and the steadiness and the contentment that comes in life as we learn to fix our gaze on Jesus. It reminded me of teaching the kids to ride a bike because one of us would stand at the end of the sidewalk as the other one was with the child and the bike at the other end. And so we would just say, just keep your eyes on me. So I'd stand at one end and I'd be screaming out, keep your eyes on me, look at me, look at me, and just pedal, just look at me and pedal. And so they'd always, you know, start strong, they'd look at me, and then the tendency was to look down at the front tire. And so, and then you start to wobble. Yeah, you start to wobble and you fall. As they gaze at the front tire, they go off course and they fall down. But as they fix their gaze on me, then that steadiness and that peace and contentment and joy and riding a bike would just keep them on track. And so, it's the same with me in daily life is that when that when I keep my gaze fixed on Jesus. It's that peace and contentment and steadiness can be mine as I continue to fix my gaze on Him. That's so strong, Gigi. Thank you so much for sharing with us and for just continuing to invest in women and and moms of Watermark. I know I'm so grateful. I wish we could keep talking, but we're out of time, and I am so glad we are all on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.